The Cincinnati Bengals were back to work on Sunday and Lyle Collins took a notable step in his rehab process. Plus, let's talk about some stock up and stock down for guys trying to make this 53-man roster after one week of preseason action. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We've been hosting this podcast together for over three years now, James. You can find us on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast. When you subscribe to this podcast, you can join the First Listen Club, those of you who make us your first listen every day. The Everydayer Club, those of you who don't miss an episode of Lockdown Bengals. We appreciate all of you who do those things. Today, we're going to... Catch up on Sunday's training camp happenings. I had a chance to go back and watch some of the tape, some of the coaches' film of the preseason game on Friday, and we'll go through a little bit of stock up, stock down after one week of preseason action as well. But the most noteworthy thing outside of Joe Burrow attending practice again on Sunday, so maybe this is going to be the norm now, is Lel Collins took a pretty noticeable step in his rehab over on the rehab field on Sunday, getting a pretty significant workout in James. He did. And this is what you want to see, what we were hoping to see. And I noticed that early in practice, I was looking over at Lael and he's always on the practice field. He hasn't missed a practice. I don't think he's, he comes at some point during practice, you see him, but he had like a big brace on that surgically repaired knee. And I'm like, Oh, maybe he's going to be doing something different. And Surely enough, you walk over to that rehab field and Charlie Goldsmith was over there before me and it was Terrell Basham who was making some good progress as well, it seems like, from that ankle injury and Lyle Collins going after it a bit. And those two guys were teammates in Dallas and, and so obviously teammates again now, so they have a good relationship. But Lyle was moving well. He looked like the other offensive linemen that were going through individual drills. Like it, it didn't look like there was much of a – a, uh, a drop-off, so or, or any drop-off for that matter. was moving well, looked athletic, looked strong. And so this is a big step in the right direction. Now, with that said, I don't anticipate seeing Lael come off the, the pup list tomorrow. I don't think it's going to happen this week. I think they are going to take this slow because they don't need to have the – they don't need to rush him back. I was going to say they don't need to have urgency, but of course you have urgency uh, anytime uh, you can. And, and certainly when you're, you're attacking rehab like Lel is, there's some urgency with it. But it's not like they're waiting on him so their starting line can be together. He's, to me, going to be that backup tackle that uh, starts the year on the pup list and is the ultimate insurance policy for a guy in Jonah Williams who, yes, he has that starting job, he was with the ones today. We can put that to bed, and we knew that already after Friday. But he's dealt with injuries, so the fact that Lyle is progressing, I think it's great news. Yeah, everybody deals with injuries, it feels like. I sure. feel like we, we just – I mean, Orlando Brown, I guess, is an exception. Cordell Volson, an exception. I feel like every guy we've talked about deals with injuries, nature of the NFL to some degree. But to your point, Jonah Williams has missed a season with the shoulder, missed time last year with the knees, coming off the knees – both knees and so yeah it would make tons of sense for lc to get back and and the big question is 
does his progress force the Bengals' hand, force them to activate him, get him off the pup list before the regular season, before cut down to 53? I think from a roster perspective, from a getting all the guys you can get onto the 53 that you might want to get onto the 53 perspective, it might be beneficial to the Bengals if Elsie isn't 100% ready to come and play you know, two weeks before the season starts so he can get full practices in to keep him on the pup until the regular season starts. That gives him a little bit of extra time to get fully healthy, gives him a large activation window if they need it, and it makes the roster gymnastics a little bit easier because if you have to carry Lel Collins on the 53, I just put out what I think the 53 looks like today. That includes LC on the 53 on Twitter. And it's, it's already very hard to get to nine linemen on both sides of the ball. If they're going to keep seven corners, if they're going to keep seven receivers, these are the conversations that we've had. Right. And we're going to talk about some of that when we get to the stock up stock down section, because for some guys stock up means they've locked up a spot on the 53 for some guys it means they've gotten themselves into a conversation for some guys stock down means well nothing in terms of their roster status but for some of them it might mean their roster spot may or may not be in danger so these things do go together but nonetheless it's, it's a great sign to see lc taking those steps because based on what we saw from the offensive line the the backups for me are all still in murky territory like we we have an idea of who's ahead in those mm-hmm. competitions, just based on who started the game, right, and and who played when they played, but outside of the starting five, I think that there's still competition across the offensive line. So Elsie being a guy that you could rely on for that insurance policy, like you mentioned, I think would be an improvement to the depth they have. For sure, there's there's no denying it. I mean, because it, it's essentially a swing tackle type role because Jonah has that flexibility of playing either side and. That's valuable. And when we get into stock up, stock down, we can talk more about uh, this tackle spot, this offensive line as a whole. I think we're going to get on the defensive line. There's there's a lot to discuss there, but this is a good development. And, and the other part of this, anytime you have a veteran that doesn't have a clear path to a starting job, it's attitude. And I think Lel has the right attitude, which is a big part of this. If this is going to work, and he can be that depth piece that probably does contribute, if history is correct with injuries, does contribute this season, then that's going to be a big part of it. So uh, I wanted to hammer that point home as well. It seems like he's attacking it the right way and, and approaching it with the right mindset. That's what you expect from these guys. The the kind of people that the Bengals bring in are the kind of guys you would expect to, to bring that professional approach to really all aspects of football. Coming up next, let's get into stock up, stock down. This is going to be a bit of a longer conversation. There are a lot of guys to talk about after the preseason game, and what it means for each of them is a little bit different in every case, I think. So let's get into some of those spots coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. August is here, and you know what that means. It's the official start of fantasy football drafting month. I know I have plenty of drafts this month. I'm sure you do too, and that's why you need to get underdog fantasy in your life because you're going to get championship ready by trying out their best ball on underdog fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. Underdog sets your best lineup every single week, so it's low maintenance, but there's a huge reward. They're largest fantasy football contest in the largest of all time is back and even bigger with 15 million dollars in total prizes up for grabs including an absurd three million dollars going to the winner 
Last year, the winner drafted in July. So don't delay. We're in mid-August. So go to underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code LOCKEDON. That's promo code LOCKEDON at underdogfantasy.com to get your first deposit doubled up to 100 bucks. That's underdog fantasy promo code locked on. James, let's get into a stock up, stock down conversation. And there are a lot of guys to get to. You mentioned the trenches. We can certainly start there. And one guy that I think helped himself is Deontay Smith, who was good against the Green Bay Packers in one-on-ones. I, I mentioned that it stood out in a big way. I don't know if the Green Bay Packers defensive line has ever seen a snatch trap in their life, the amount of times that they fell for it, both in those one-on-ones and in the game. When I went back and watched, uh, the Bengals offensive lineman got the Packers defensive line a few times with those moves, but Smith held up over the course of the game pretty dang well in pass protection. It wasn't always pretty. It wasn't always perfect, but by my count, I I think one pressure is is about what I've got. One or two more or less agrees with PFF did a good job of, of keeping his guy from getting to the quarterback and left something to be desired at times in the past game. I think he, he gets tossed aside a little, or in the run game, I should say, gets tossed aside a little bit too easily at times, doesn't necessarily sustain those blocks with power. But what matters to this team most for their tackles, for their backups, I would imagine is pass blocking. And Deontay Smith put it put together, I think, a pretty good day in that category. And I think along with, some things that we've seen at camp is helping himself to to really have a shot at making this roster. Yeah, I think he was one of those bubble guys that that really needed this and, and needed a, a quality camp, quality preseason, and he's off to a good start. And the Bengals, they need one of these young tackles, young linemen, not named Cordell Volson, to pan out and at least be a solid quality backup. And, you know, I, I think – that Deontay Smith could be on his way to doing that. So I get it, the stock up. I think the vibe around the team is that he's doing his job and, and continuing to improve. And he's a homegrown guy, and obviously he's in the same draft class as Jackson Carmen. And so for the for one of those guys to emerge, that that would be huge. And and let's go from stock up to stock down. Jackson Carmen, it was rough at the end of the game on Friday night. I'm not going to hold that against him forever, but this is now three straight preseasons, three training camps where it's been a bit underwhelming to say the least. And the other part of the stock down is for the first time throughout camp, we saw him as a backup left tackle mm-hmm. on Sunday. So that that's not trending in the right direction. And, and now it looks like he could be open to uh, it. He's opened himself up at least to Deontay Smith, trying to be that backup right tackle with Lael still coming back. So Stock up, stock down. We'll just keep it with the the two guys that were in the the 2021 NFL draft that the Bengals were able to snag in the trenches. To me, Jackson Carmen certainly trending down. Deontay Smith trending up. Yeah, and Carmen had a weird game. When I went back and watched again, there were some processing issues with stunts in the first half. But outside of that, he actually held up pretty okay in pass protection and was a plus, like a big plus as a run blocker throughout the game. I thought uh, in the first half more than anything in the fourth quarter, he, I still think he was actually a fine run blocker in the fourth quarter when he came back in, but the priest penalty three or four pressures allowed just not the kind of performance you would hope to see late in a preseason game from a guy who was supposedly in the starting competition. And 
you know, we, we knew that that wasn't going to necessarily be much of a competition when Jonah didn't dress. We knew that the competition was officially over uh, for as much as it was a competition. But the the fourth quarter performance from Carmen, I wonder if it opens him up to competition with Hakeem Adenergy for the last roster spot on the offensive line. Because Max Harping, Trey Hill, those guys for me right now, that played well enough and, and played different positions and they've been moving them around at camp to be at least for me, the leaders for backups on the interior offensive line. But Hakeem Adenichi is a guy who's incredibly versatile. And if you're counting on Lel Collins getting back sometime through the season and being a backup tackle, they feel like Adenichi can play multiple spots. Then, then maybe that's a path for Adenichi to make the team instead of Carmen. If they keep nine, ta- nine offensive linemen. And that's where I think it could get pretty interesting. I, I think Carmen is probably still ahead of Adenergy in, in no small part due to the fact that he was a second-round pick just a couple of years ago, and it's hard to make up, make that decision to move on from that guy. But he he didn't help himself. I, I agree with you there. And I think that it's put himself in a position where he has to fight now for, for his roster spot. And Adenergy's been more valuable. Like, he's played more. I know people don't necessarily like Adenergy, but they've clearly trusted him to put him out there at times. Mm-hmm. And and it's what do you trust him at? Do you trust him at tackle? You know, obviously they both had to play those those tackle spots in the AFC Championship game in January. It's um, that part is tough, and that's why, if anything, just having this conversation, why to me Lel is valuable, and why you do want to keep him because it's just it's such a, it's not even a luxury; it, it's almost a requirement that teams can't usually put together because very rarely are you going to be able to put together a line where you have a sixth guy that you Mm -hmm. feel really good about. But the Bengals are potentially in that spot where Lel could come back and be healthy and do that. And uh, and then maybe Deontay Smith is is your seventh or eighth. But I agree. Jackson is is certainly battling here for his job. And, man, hopefully he can put some good tape out there to boost his value. It's probably three guys for two spots between those tackles, the guys that, that got a lot of work at tackle. On Friday, um, another guy on the offensive line. I just wanted to mention Cody Ford. Real up and down night. I, I don't think that he distinguished himself very much from Sharping or Hill. Sharping had a couple of tough reps at center. Hill was up and down as well. I mean, all those interior guys up and down. Not a whole lot to differentiate them. Cody Ford really had issues anchoring at times, so which is not something I feel like you would really expect from him. So. Uh, on the interior offensive line, I, I wonder. I wonder if Nate Gilliam and Ben Brown have played their way into getting some earlier reps throughout this preseason. I wonder if the Bengals will want to get a look at those guys against higher higher caliber competition just to see if one of those guys might be able to step up because Jackson Kirkland really struggled for all the hype around him being an undrafted free agent with a chance to make the team that, that we talked about throughout my time in Cincinnati last week. I think the game was was a lot for him. And so not feeling super great about the, the backups on the interior. They have some guys that are okay, and Sharping and Hill certainly had their moments, and so did Cody Ford. But mm-hmm. that's, why, that's why they're backups, I think, at this point. They're just not consistent enough to, to be guys that you would want to rely on long-term. Sure. No, I, I, I think that's, that's kind of um... – a big question that hopefully they can answer a little bit more. And that's why they've moved Trey Hill around a little bit. That's why they're kind of searching a bit just to see what fits best 
let's uh let's continue because we we have a lot of stock up stock down to get to i would say um let's stick with the trenches j2 fele i think it goes without saying but i think his stock is certainly up lou anarumo i asked lou uh after sunday's practice about jay and he said man he's a gamer when the lights come on and then he kind of joked that Jay doesn't necessarily impress him a ton on the practice field at times. And, and that, those weren't his exact words. I'm certainly paraphrasing. But Tufele had a, a heck of a performance, I thought. I thought Dominique Davis flashed a bit as well. So coming into camp, I think that was one of the question marks, is could any of these interior linemen flash a bit? And, and those two guys did on, on Friday night. Yeah, I think if they keep 10 guys on the defensive line, Tefele is probably the 10th right now. I think Dominique Davis is certainly a guy they want on the practice squad, which is where he spent last year, was instrumental. I think we talked about this directly after the game in Tyson Anderson's pick six in terms of getting mm-hmm. pressure. Not a guy that they brought in to get a whole lot of pressure, but he did have a chance to pass a rusher or rush the passer uh, a few times. On, on Friday, and he got home a couple times. So I, I do think that both of those guys played pretty well. Um, and the other one, Raymond Johnson the third. not that he has a chance to make the team, but I, I think that he's got a pretty clear shot at making the practice squad as the, the primary edge guy that they would want to get there. Terrell Basham, we'll, we'll see what happens with the injury. I think they would like to keep him around too for depth for sure, but... Um, Hard, hard when you miss all that time in the preseason and you're fighting for a roster spot. It is. It is. It's, um, it's a deep room when you look at it and, and you see all those guys and, and the number of spots. But th- those guys certainly flashed a bit. And uh, the stock up trend, how rare is it, Jake, that we have some stock up in, in the trenches, specifically the offensive line room? I, I think that's a, a good feeling. It's been a positive trench episode. That said, uh, I'll bring up the first receiver, and then we could continue on the other side. But uh, I think Andre Yosevash's stock is up, and I know he had four catches on ten targets, made a couple plays on Sunday again, and it just seems like whether it's his instincts, physical ability, all of those things, I, I get it. He's still raw, but he's he's got the talent and the the skill aspect of it to to make an impact, and, and we're seeing that almost daily now in practice. Yeah, I think he's a guy that certainly looks like he belongs in the NFL. I think from a refinement perspective, he he can win the way he plays right now in the NFL. But the play where, for example, there should have been a pass interference call where the Packers defensive back kind of played through his back and and he got there a little bit early and it was like a 15-yard in or something like that. Uh, And Joe Goodberry pointed this out before I noticed it myself on tape. But when I was watching, I noticed he kind of drifts in, in that cut. And, and kind of doesn't get back to the line of scrimmage at all, gives the defensive back an easier job of making a play there. Jake Browning's ball also floated a little bit there, didn't get a floated whole lot forever. on it. It yeah. took forever to get there. Yeah, that, that didn't help Yosevash. Uh, but the, the highlight stuff, I think the, the trust in the back shoulder stuff and, and the fact that he's already able to make plays at this level, I think that's a really good sign for him. He played a lot of the game, showed a little bit after the catch, would like to see him fight for a little bit more yardage on that slant that he took, and he got a block from Lasseter on the sideline, kind of steps out of bounds before he has to. And so, you know, nitpicking there, right? But I agree with you. Stock up for Yoshi. And I think uh, one other skill guy we can talk about for stock up, and I also just want to say really quick, and this is an obvious one, Jonah Williams, an obvious stock up. He didn't play. He, his, sure. his starting spot is solidified. But let's Ooh, I have going. another one. 
I have another one that's going to shock a lot of people. Go ahead. Great. Uh, let's keep going on some of these skill guys. And we'll eventually get to some Sunday practice takeaways because some of these things tie into Sunday's practice as well. Coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. That's right. Bonus bets every time your Super Bowl champion who you predict and wager on to win the big game wins you can get those bonus bets just pick any team to win the super bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory you can also use those bonus bets to bet on spreads player props over unders and more so maybe jamar chase over joe burrow over the Bengals spread against the browns in week one and so much more visit fanduel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with america's number one sports book that's fanduel.com slash locked on james you said you have a surprise for me so let's let's hit that one before i've got another skill guy on the offensive side of the ball drew sample oh yeah boom inactive the fact that he wasn't active on Friday night, I was like, oh, man, look at Drew. I, t- I took a video. It was Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins all chopping it up, and Drew Sample's there, too. And I didn't yeah. acknowledge that Drew was there. I should have. Sorry, yeah. Drew. But Drew was inactive with the rest of them. So, yeah, stock way up for those that thought Drew might not make the team. Another one that might have played in preseasons past, Josh Trupo, also did not play. <laughs> in preseason game number one. Your guy. Uh, hey, man. Tackle it's Lamar Jackson in the open field. Um, Four years ago. It's still yeah, your guy. It's a great play. Chris Evans, obvious stock up. I thought that he pass protected pretty well. There's one funny rep that I didn't tweet, but I clipped, where the guy covering him looks like he's going to blitz, and Chris Evans looks like he's going to pick it up, and then the guy that's blitzing kind of – isn't sure if he's blitzing or picking up Chris Evans trying to get into a route, and Chris Evans isn't sure if he's picking him up or getting into a route, and it's kind of a funny bit of confusion. But uh, generally, I thought was there in pass protection when he needed when he needed to be was the best pass protecting back that the Bengals had on the field on Friday night, and that long run was so important for him because he was patient within the structure of the run. He hit the hole where it was supposed to be. He, he got through it. He got small through the hole. He got skinny through the hole. He hit it with burst. He broke some tackles. And it was a big run. So all in all, I think, really good day for Chris Evans. And the, the other side of that coin, Chase Brown really struggled in pass protection. And it was his first game. So this isn't necessarily surprising. First game at the NFL level. But he was swimming out there a little bit. He was dizzy. Didn't and it was it was mental stuff. It, it wasn't necessarily physical stuff. It was him releasing into a route where he shouldn't have or missing a blitzer where he should have been in position to try to pick the guy up. And it wasn't all bad. There were certainly some contributions, but I was not a I great day right for for Chase Brown and pass protecting. It's hot out. I wish I was swimming. No, it's not. And that's I was uh, keeping a, an eye on Travion Williams. And mm-hmm. guess what? Stock up stock up and the man is still uh still coming back from an injury it looks like he's getting closer though certainly had both cleats on was going through some rehab stuff again today so that's good but if it's not him is it chris evans like i, I think right chris evans could be a, 
but th- but it's not is what I'm that cannot be that cannot be the plan. I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. And now as a runner, could he contribute as a runner right away? Maybe that you know, and, and is that his path to, to making the roster? Okay, fine. But this I you're trotting out Chris Evans to be our pass blocking back regularly. I get it sometimes if you need to regularly. That's and I'm not trying to even be mean to Chris. People that listen to the show know I'm a Chris Evans fan with with him coming out. I thought he was explosive and, and loved watching him and thought that he would be able to make an impact. But this is a Super Bowl contender, Jake. They uh, need to be able to protect the merchandise. Nine is the merchandise. Got to protect they, it. They don't have another guy on the team right now that's going to do it. We'll see about Travion Williams. He has to play. He has that's to do it, it again. Stock up. Like that's that's why. Like I think he's if if he's healthy enough to play, and maybe he could play this week in Atlanta. I don't know. I it would be great if he could, and shows he can pass protect. Instant roster lock. Like it because it he could win the job in five plays. He could. It's tough. You know? the, the, the sample size is small. They didn't have a ton of running plays, and so you know Chase Brown. Zach Zach Taylor did praise his ability to get the yards that he the, the tough yards. As a runner, he was good as a receiver, but just didn't look ready um, as a pass blocker. Some other stock up guys, I thought DJ Turner, um, while he did get beat deep for the play that Dax got over and broke up from his post-safety spot, had a couple of really nice plays, followed that up with another good day of practice on Sunday, getting a pass breakup going against Jamar Chase. Not the best ball, but the fact that DJ Turner consistently can locate the ball in the air, make a play on it, body control, acrobatics, athletics, athleticism to do those things. Love what DJ Turner has done this preseason. Tanner Hudson from the game talked about him. I think if he can get back from that concussion in a timely manner, none of these other tight ends are separating themselves. And Tanner Hudson, for me, would be a leader for tight end three if Mitch Wilcox can't be back. Well, he could be the perfect Irv Smith Jr. backup. Mm-hmm. because of that role where you're just asking him to to be a pass catcher and be like the fifth option on on passing downs and drew sample still going to be the blocker clearly stock up but uh yeah i think so and, and naturally mitch wilcox stocked down a little bit just because he's still on the pup it feels like he he may start the year on the pup right now yeah which isn't the worst thing for the Bengals if, he, if he's not ready. It gives them, sure. like LC, a guy that can maybe come back and, and help them later. Tyson Anderson, an obvious stock up. I think that he's punched his ticket to the 53-man roster if he can continue to play at a reasonable level. Sidney Jones, DJ Ivy, did they do enough? Is there still competition there? I think so. Jadobe Abuzier continues to slowly work his way back, was mirroring receivers again during install, I believe on uh on sunday so continuing to ease him back in to work against the offense but yeah he continues to look remarkable um anyone else that that we haven't jalen davis i think stock up he's a lock he he hardly played i think it was five snaps or something like that Uh, i'll tell you stock down the backup quarterbacks yeah both both of them i i will say though as we get into sunday a little bit travy or travion trevor simeon was uh, he, he did have a few nice passes now. Ball deep to mm-hmm. Jamar Chase. It was a real nice play. But there were also some ugly throws. The pick six to, to Mike Hilton, which wouldn't have been a pick six in the game, but it was still an ugly interception. Can't have that. So, And on that play, I saw Jordan Battle blitzing, which uh, Jordan Battle on the field once there. Jordan Battle was, was blitzing oh. off the slot there. 
and it was a terrible throw. Not not awful. just because Mike Hilton jumped it, but because it was going to hit the ground in front of T. Higgins. He dove to get like it was a it was a great catch, honestly. Yeah. It was a good catch <laughs> to Mike Hilton. These backup Wonder quarterbacks need to be better. They they did not differentiate did you sign themselves someone? from from one another. I mean, is is we can Brandon have the conversation Allen, later. But is Brandon Allen making the team in San Francisco? I don't think he played on Sunday. Would, would but you maybe be shocked it's because if they showcasing Trey Lance. I, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. I think that's an interesting debate. It seems I, like they need they need something better there than what they've gotten. Jake Browning feel, doesn't have the arm. I, I Trevor Simeon's decision-making and accuracy were all over the place. I feel the same way I felt about – or still feel about the, the running back pass blocking option. Mm-hmm. There's just another card that they can play there in Travion Williams that we haven't seen. You know, Reed Sinet is not the card that I'm going to no. be talking about. So. <laughs> people that think they want to see Reed Sinet. I don't, are there people? I don't think there are people. Just, just one person. My replies was like, oh, let's see okay. Sinet. I was like, nah, man, nah. you, you don't want that. Um, no. Yeah. Any, any other notes we need to hit before we get out of here? We, we, no, yeah. we hit on Jackson. Uh, Joe Mixon yeah. had a nice four yard touchdown run. T Higgins had, had, a had a nice, yeah. Uh, Higgins almost had a nice uh, one handed catch in the end zone. Wasn't able to get that second foot down. I tweeted out that clip. Um, you're right though. Evans had a nice, nice run. Chase Brown had a nice run between the tackles as well. Irv Smith Jr. Had a touchdown. So the offense, Tyler Boyd had a nice catch offense overall. I think played pretty well on, on Sunday with Trevor Simeon, a quarterback. Hmm. Maybe Trevor Simeon playing. And, and with guys that, okay. Both of them. I, I'm just saying, let's see Trevor Simeon playing with guys that aren't the guys that aren't even going to make a practice squad. Cause a lot of the guys Trevor Simeon was throwing to <laughs> in that fourth quarter in particular guys that Fair. aren't even going to make the Bengals practice. squad. And, and I think that is a belief in the building too. Just yeah. to be fair. So I think Trevor will get his chance this week. Not that he was making great decisions or play great quarterback, but clearly his arm is in a different league from like an arm strength perspective than Jake Browning's, which is is certainly part of playing quarterback. We'll have more practices to update you about this week, leading into preseason game number two on Friday. We'll have you updated every step of the way on our way to preseason game number two as some of these battles work themselves out. We continue to watch for our 53-man projections, which heavy on wide receiver and corner right now. I'm waiting for, for something to happen there to, to make a decision for us or for them. And until next time, thanks for listening to this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Hootay, and have a good one.